0: Well, welcome in once again. MLB.com Extras, the Pittsburgh Pirates edition. I'm Dave Raymond with Tom Singer. And uh, Tom, let's cut right to it. What the heck is going on? This team played so well into the break, and then they come out and get swept by the Brewers?
2: Well, you know what? The players themselves are obviously a hurdle. this This concept as a factor, but my thinking is, it was so electric in PNC Park that last weekend, uh, before the break, before the Cardinals. And then you go on the road, uh, you're playing a team that uh, isn't also ran at the moment. Uh, you know, in Milwaukee, the Brewers, they had good crowds, but the crowd reflected the fact that their team isn't doing that well. And it was relatively sedate. And the, the change in the ambience had to have an awful lot to do with the fact that they played a flat series, you know, to use their own words. Although they did not attribute it to... They're changing locale, but I just think that had a lot to do with it. Now,
0: I was wondering if you might go there because, boy, that, those games going into the All-Star break, man. I mean, McCutcheon with the game winner and just so many. I mean, not only were they, they big wins. We knew they were big wins, big crowds. Everybody understood the importance of those games. But, man, they were just brilliant games. They were just awesome <laughs> games. And it is, they were. you
2: know, to your point, it's a little tough to, to follow that act. It's tough to follow, and there's a lot of, uh, you know, truism to the fact that in the 162-game season, you do play up to or down to your competition. I mean, that's something that, uh, you know, the, the guys in uniform will concede without being specific about, uh, you know, this game compared to the last game. But they do uh, play up to or down to the competition, and, uh, and hopefully we just saw a temporary uh, example of that. <clears throat> and the true test of that is the, 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 the ensuing series in Kansas City against the Royals, who uh, have the uh, second-best record uh, uh, in the majors next to the Cardinals. So we'll see if, uh, if that uh, formula holds true, and the Pirates do indeed uh, play with a little more vigor uh, and, uh, and more uh, efficiency.
0: Yeah, I mean, this, you're, you're right. I mean, we're, we are absolutely going to put it all to the test. Um, you know, Monday night in Kansas City, American League's best record, uh, three games against a team that in, in some ways, you know, I, you, you could draw some, some interesting parallels, uh, between the Royals and the Pirates. But yeah, that, that back into the bullpen, man, it makes for short games when you're playing Kansas City. So, uh, you know, the offense didn't exactly, um, impress in Milwaukee, they're going to have to, to get something going early in these
2: games, I would think. And, and, the, and the teams are comparable except for the big element of speed. Obviously, that's a huge part of Kansas City's game. Uh, the Pirates use it to some extent, but certainly not. Uh, they don't have the relay track team that, that the Orioles do. But as far as uh, the team strength, you know, pitching uh, uh, absolutely is true for both teams. But, uh, you know, I baseball goes we'll probably have three 3 uh, 9 8 games you can't predict the games
0: <laughs> yeah no there's no doubt there's no doubt um you know we we talked uh, oh I don't know a couple of weeks ago prior to the all-star break about that about that series against St. Louis that would would lead us all into the uh, you know the the pause the midsummer classic and how important those games were going to be and and that they were going to have to sweep or take at minimum three out of four so that they were somewhere within shouting distance of the Cardinals going. And well, sure enough, they take three out of four. They end up going to the break two and a half back. Now, now four and a half out after this disappointing sweep uh, in Milwaukee, but still certainly no, uh, there can't be any panic uh, can there. I mean, there's, um, you know, there's still what roughly 70 games to go and, and to be four-and-a-half back of the, the, the best record in baseball right now, I'm, I'm, I'm sensing the Pirates have to feel pretty good.
2: Oh, absolutely. When you look at the big picture, they were nine games behind on June 28th. 20, uh, uh, even before taking advantage of playing the Cardinals head-to-head, it made up a lot of ground uh, suddenly. So uh, even though you're not four-and-a-half uh, versus two-and-a-half, but you're also four-and-a-half versus nine, uh, three weeks ago, which is a huge uh, you know, jump right there. So, no, I mean, obviously panic is the uh, furthest thing uh, from anybody's mind, although, you know, you're looking at some personnel uh, uh, difficulties now with a couple of key players, uh, uh, you know, injured. Uh, they definitely uh, withstood the loss of Josh Harrison to his torn thumb ligament, uh, but now you kind of compound his absence with Jordan Mercer, and we don't yet know as of this moment how long he'll be out. But, uh, you know, if he's out for any length of time, you know, half of your starting infield, your regular starting infield, obviously Jung Ho Kong has become a big piece in that infield, but half of your uh, regular starting infield uh, will be absent for who knows how long. And, uh, you know, a team like the Pirates, you know, we hear it even when everybody is at full strength. The one thing they can't afford is uh, critical injuries because the depth isn't what it is in some of the uh, big market teams who have – Uh, you know, starting capable players on the bench just waiting for an opportunity. A little bit different with the Pirates. Uh, So their depth uh, would be an issue. And also it uh, affects the dynamic leading down to the uh, trading deadline. I don't believe Neil Huntington was very keen. You know, you always look around, you explore. But I don't think he was very uh, anxious to make any moves. But uh, given these two injuries, I think he's definitely in a mood where – an upgrade would be, uh, you know, practical, and he's, he's actively shopping. Big difference from just a couple of weeks ago. You know, even even
0: a couple of weeks ago, and I know he, you know, he has maintained that that uh, they're pretty content with what they have. They've got to, don't they? Don't they just have to go be aggressive? I mean, you, you know, you've been right there the last couple of years, and it's just one and done with that wild card game. Um, th- this window isn't going to stay open forever, and this team as great as the, the last couple of years have been, this team is good. This team could really do something special. It kind of reminds me of when Atlanta came out of their long funk many, many years ago, and they got Fred McGriff at the, at the deadline, in, or, or in, in July anyway, and McGriff really set fire to an Atlanta Braves team, and that launched them to 14 straight division titles. I feel like this is a team that is kind of balancing right in that similar area. You know, may, maybe there's an acquisition to be made here that, that launches the Pirates not just into a, a great finish this year and a postseason run, but maybe, you know, maybe even more, right? Maybe, maybe even into an extended run of success there.
2: Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, you know, we have to take into consideration, uh, you know, what it would take to pick up something like that. You know, especially this the trade deadline, all the emphasis, as usual, is on the front line pitching that's available, and the pirates definitely are not in the market for that, which might help them because with everybody else focusing their chips on getting a, uh, you know, pitching upgrade, maybe the competition for a really good available bat isn't as heated as it might otherwise be. So the price you have to pay is not a not as exorbitant as it might be with everybody competing for the same bat. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, we've been looking at. Uh, you know, it's the same holes that, uh, that, that traditionally they've had every season since uh, Adam LaRoche. First base is a uh, trouble spot. Right field maybe not so much so because Polanco really has picked it up the last 10, uh, 12 games. But I think if they could pick up somebody that can play both positions, right-handed bat preferably, uh, I think they would pay uh, you know, market price for somebody like that. And there are a lot of first basemen who are ostensibly on the market. Obviously, a lot of times teams make somebody available just to see what kind of price he can bring without actually intending to deal with right now, but uh, I'm no question that uh, Huntington is burning up the phone lines talking to every team that has a preservation available, and especially yeah. one that uh, can also double as an outfielder
0: yeah i you know I don't have any you know significant rooting interest in any one team per se tom, but i I think I'm with a lot of other people who would say, "You know what?" Kind of as fun as it was to see the Royals make their run last year, I think there's a lot of us out there rooting for Huntington to make, make a move and, and do something exciting and, and, uh, and see this team get back to its, its glory days. They're on the cusp, and I'm, and I'm really looking forward to the series beginning Monday night in Kansas City. I hope you enjoy that one, and uh, um, I'll be interested to, to talk to you again next week and, and get your thoughts as we get that much closer to the deadline.
2: It'll be great to get an update, Dave. i look forward
0: to it. All right, there he goes. That's Tom Singer. This is MLB.com Extras, the
1: Pittsburgh Pirates edition.